G'day to you ladies and gents and welcome to the fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I thought I'd introduce it in a different way. Let me know your thoughts. <laughs> Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 51 of the Moyes podcast. Hopefully you've been enjoying the episode so far. Obviously the whole point of these is you enjoy them. If you're not enjoying them you're either not even hearing this because you signed off a long time ago or you are hearing it hoping praying that things are going to improve <laughs> so good evening ladies and gents good day good morning whatever fucking time you're watching this and welcome back to another episode and in this particular one we're going to be touching on the will to change the will to actually make a difference to your life the will to find an approach and to adopt and pursue an approach which actually yields a result and this comes off of the back of, okay, so a little bit of a story that I will tell you in terms of an earlier part of my career, not too long ago. So I suppose it's not really an early part of my career. Part of my career a little while ago is probably the better way I should have put it, but hey-ho. And it comes from a an old colleague of mine uh, messaged me one day who was, he was a personal trainer. Um, and I suppose arguably successful person trainer depends on what metric you're looking at it but he had a wealth of clients and these clients lived in a very affluent estate of our area and he came to me and he said look Moisey I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna give up this PT thing I'm just I'm tired of you know running my own business I just want to work for someone get a decent wage go to work, do my job, nine to five, come home and be done with it. I'm tired of the 24-hour stuff. And to be honest, there are days where I understand why he did that. Days where I understand why he took that approach because if you're a coach, you're always a coach. There is no switching off because you take your clients' problems home with you. Uh, if you give a shit about the people you work with, you give a shit about what you do, then you take what people are dealing with home with you. You think about your clients, you think about the things they're struggling, you try to think of different ways that you can help them, different ways that you can improve adherence or you know help their their position that they're in, if you will. But the thing with uh, with this particular situation, he said to me, look, I just, I just wanna get out of the PT business. So I was like, okay. And he said, well, I've got a lot of clients, uh, a lot of clients that pay me a lot of money. Now, we're talking, I suppose, double what you would pay uh, the average rate for a PT, potentially even three times the rate you would pay for a PT in this area. Um, and it's because he was a very, very good salesman. Uh, I had known him ever since I started working for the gym, and he was very, very good at what he did in terms of marketing and selling. Very, very likable guy, could literally sell ice to the Eskimos, I suppose is the saying. And so he came to me and he said, listen, mate, you're the only PT that I know will actually do a good job with these guys, someone who genuinely gives a shit. And so he said, I've got all these clients and I would like to pass them over to you. So I was like, okay, wow, that's, that's awesome. You know, you know, tell me about them. Tell me about what, you know, what they're looking to achieve, what they're trying to do. You know, what's, what's the goals, etc. What do you go through with them? And he was like, well, none of that. He said, they, they just want to be trained. And I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's cool. You know, they want to be trained. So how do they want to be trained? What's the goal they're working towards? And he was like, well, there, there is just to be trained. There isn't really a goal. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, these people have a lot of money. And a lot of them are just looking for the kudos to say, I've got a personal trainer. He comes to my house. 
And he was like, a lot of these people have got gyms in their house which are properly decked out. They haven't got a fucking clue how to use them. But I go along, do a session with them, make them sweat a bit, have a little bit of a chat, etc. back and forth. And uh, yeah, then I leave and I'll see him again for their next session. So I said to him, I was like, do you discuss nutrition or anything with them? And he was like, well, yeah, we, 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 you know, we glaze over it. You know, we touch on a little bit of stuff, but nothing too in-depth. So I said to him, I was like, so you're, you're just, you just train them. They just want to be trained. He said, yeah. And I said, I'm not keen on this. And the reason for that is that I specialize in changing lives, which sounds very kind of, oh, I specialize in changing lives. But actually... It's the truth. I specialize in getting people results. I take it personally when people don't get results because I am never and have never been an advocate or a fan of someone just doing a program or having a personal trainer for the sake of having, you know, a personal trainer. It's, I suppose you could liken it to a nice car. The fuck's the point in having a nice car if you're not going to use it? And the same thing goes for transformation journeys, etc. It's all very well and good training for maintenance. And I suppose from their perspective, yeah, if you've got the money and you can afford someone to come and train you, then go for it. Celebrities do it all the time after all. But that's not my bag. My bag is to work with Joe Everyman or every woman who wants to achieve a result and therefore my ethos comes from a position of I want to charge you as little as possible to get you a result and get you to the position where you are self-sufficient where you don't need someone stood next to you kicking you to do something where your life is made up of choosing activities that you genuinely enjoy activities which benefit you your health your physical health mental health etc but also things that you do because you want to do them and let's not beat around the bush if you've ever got into a series like i don't know the crown or game of thrones or something you don't watch it because someone's there going you should watch another episode and you don't get two three four five seasons in going yeah you need to keep watching it that's not how it works well i suppose it kind of went that way with the walking dead but that's a conversation for another day my point being If you enjoy doing something, you'll keep doing it regardless of exterior influence. However, with these people, if you need a personal trainer to come to your house every week to make you exercise, then you're missing the point of exercise. You're spending your life, you're spending hours, which will add up to days, weeks, months, and years of your life doing things that you don't enjoy. Why are you doing that? Because transformation comes in many forms. And there are scientific principles that need to be adhered to, but those principles can be adopted in a variety of different methods, millions of different ways to skin the cat, as they say. And so my ethos comes from, like I said, charge as little as possible to ensure that you know your services are firstly employable, but then also sustainable if somebody wants to keep you on for the direction, support and accountability, all the while working towards a goal which does you out of a job essentially all the while working to a point where someone achieves their goal sustains it lives life happily ever after but with these particular clients it was coming from a position of yeah they just want to say they're personal trained they just want to kind of feel like they've done something now i've been quite vocal in my opinion of one-to-one personal training over the last couple of years I've been quite vocal in my opinion of one-to-one personal training in these podcasts because it's a very niche thing. 
And there are very there are reasons to be trained on a one to one basis, but for the majority of people, and I'm talking like ninety percent of the population that just want to look good, feel good, function good, then you don't need someone kicking you every five minutes. In actual fact, it's detrimental and is arguably destined to fail if your entire adherence is factored around someone next to you giving you a shove to do something that it would very much appear that you don't want to do. Hence why I basically got out of the one-to-one personal training business a while ago now because I couldn't stand by the ethos for it. So therefore, when this guy came to me and he said, mate, I've got a load of clients, they're going to pay you like £100 an hour to train you. You know, initially, from a business perspective, you go, oh, that's decent money. But then I thought about it, I thought, I am going to hate this. And no amount of money per hour is going to be worth me spending and giving up these hours, days, weeks, years of my life training these people simply to train them. The part I enjoy about what I do is seeing people transform. The part I enjoy is seeing people go from shy, I suppose, unbloomed flowers to all of a sudden like blossoming and just coming out of themselves in terms of their personalities and their confidence and just seeing just the whole look on their face and their whole aura change because of what they've been able to achieve. That's what I live for. That's why I coach. That's why I do what I do. That's why I dedicate hours to these podcasts and the Facebook videos and every fucking walk talk and the client communications and the programs that I run. That's why to see people achieve that moment of euphoria. Not simply to rock up and go, right, I guess, you know, we did 20 squats last week. Let's do 20 squats again. But this time you're going to hold a slightly heavier kettlebell. Fan-fucking-tastic. It's just, yeah, it's it's not me. And you see this a lot. And I, I'll be honest, in remnants of this appearing in a different way, I get it through my doors too. You get people that think they want to change, think they want to make a difference to their life until they find out what that entails. Now, don't get me wrong, transformation doesn't have to be hard, but there's got to be some kind of change to your life because a certain series of behaviors led to you gaining a shitload of body fat. You want to reduce that for reasons of, you know, I've previously mentioned. And so to do that, you need to reverse those behaviors first and then you need to overwrite with new behaviors, you know, in an ideal situation, we do both those things at the same time. You can't just do the old behaviors that gain the weight, pause them for a bit, lose the weight, and then expect everything is going to be okay. You need to overwrite the habits and routines that led to the weight gain. You need to change the way you live your life. You need to change your life. But a lot of people just are so conditioned for diets. They're so conditioned for the quick fix that they literally just jump from program to program, never really achieving anything apart from a lighter wallet because they just go to one program, pay money, ah, didn't work for me, go to another program, pay money, didn't work for me. And I always love that line. Oh yeah, tried that, didn't work for me. And I've heard people say it about my coaching. I've heard people that have done a program of mine, haven't really applied themselves and then down the line, I've heard whispers where they've gone, oh yeah, just didn't work for me. No, it did work for you, or at least it would have worked for you because it adhered to fundamental scientific principles. The reason it didn't work for you is um, you didn't fucking do it. That's why it didn't work. And then for the people that didn't do it, my programs are all based around communication. 
My programs are based around coming back to me and going, okay, this works, that doesn't work, not sure about this. And that's why I specialize in coaching people, not just here's a plan, fuck off. Because the coaching is the true transformational element because no journey is linear from start to finish. No journey is without hiccup or without strife or some kind of roadmap. I can think of two of the most I suppose, fluid journeys I've had recently, even they had hiccups. You know, the odd weigh-in that isn't as predicted. COVID got in the way. Uh, In fact, upon listening to this podcast, the very next morning this comes out, there's going to be a transformation for a gentleman called Jason that had COVID whilst he went through his program. If that ain't a fucking hiccup, I don't know what is. But the problem is people want to feel like they're doing something. It's known as enabling. It's why people join Facebook groups. And there's a fucking avenue that I could easily go down. I may very well later on if I'm feeling brave. But people love to feel like they're doing something. They love to have other people patting them on the back because it looks like they're doing something. This is why people shout on Facebook about the fucking diets that they're doing. Or look at me, I went for a run. Or look at me, I've adhered to my calories. Look at me, I've done this. A lot of it is, it comes from a good place. But there are a lot of people that do it simply to get the accolade, the likes, the comments, etc. of, oh, well done you, you're doing something. I wish I could do something. But actually what's happening behind closed doors is said person isn't actually fucking doing anything at all, apart from posting on Facebook. They're doing the odd walk, they're doing the odd run, getting all the accolades for it, feeling better, and then going stuff in their face or not adhering to the thing. Because transformation comes from consistency, consistently adhering or consistently applying the principle. It doesn't come from just one walk, one run, one workout, one good calorie day. Ask any of my clients and they'll tell you exactly that. It's a build-up, not a hurrah, if you will. But we live in this social media generation. We live in this generation of instant gratification of, look at me, I've done something. And then the whole world double taps. The whole world comments and goes, oh my God, you're amazing. You're so inspirational. Thank you. All the while, they're not doing it. Because, yeah, they went for a walk. Congratulations, that required effort, that required willpower, etc. But you've got to remember that achieving something actually comes from work. Nobody gets a good kid by reading them one bedtime story. Nobody gets a, a successful business by selling one product or doing one Facebook post. But so many people think that that's how this goes. So many people think, oh, yeah, success. Oh, yeah, just, you know, you know, you need to say you're there you know hi i'm a personal trainer i can help you achieve your goals brilliant you know that's not going to get lost amongst the sea of fucking personal trainers in the area that are doing a much better job of marketing than you is it and this is the problem with dieting and transformations people do it thinking that simply signing up is all that's needed simply clicking the button and jobs are good and i've signed up hey everybody on facebook i've signed up to a program looking forward to becoming the new me yeah, let's see how long that lasts when the honeymoon period ends and you realize there's actually a little bit of work that's entailed. And even though my approach is based around a sustainable approach about looking at someone's individual life and tailoring a program which they agree can be eloped into their life and become part of it and doesn't reduce their quality of life any more than is needed with the compromise that is a calorie deficit, it's still difficult, folks. It's still difficult. 
Because if we only grafted on the days that we felt like it, we wouldn't fucking achieve anything. From a business perspective, from a transformation perspective, you wouldn't achieve anything if you only did it on the days you felt like it. But the problem is there are these affluent estate people that just want the accolade of going, yeah, look at me. I've got a personal trainer. He comes to my house. How swanky am I? It's a bit like the Ferrari sat on the driveway that goes out once a year when the weather's nice. Look at me and my Ferrari. Look at me and my big house. Look at me and my huge bank balance. See, I have a nice car. And a lot of people know what car I have. And I've had numerous nice cars in my life. And don't get wrong, I do get a sense of satisfaction when someone compliments and goes, nice car, buddy. But that's the cherry on the cake. Having the car is because I get to look out and I go, that's mine. Not anybody else. A lot of the time nowadays with the car that I've got, I don't want people kind of paying too much attention to it. I want to keep it under the radar in terms of when it's parked up, etc. because it's for me. Yeah, there's a boyish part of me, you know, that likes the accolade and likes the kind of, not attention, because I don't like the attention if I'm honest, but my favorite thing, if I'm honest, when I'm out driving in the car is seeing grown men immediately turn into like five-year-olds again, because they go, oh my God, it's a Mustang. <laughs> it's kind of, it's cute because it just brings out the kid in people. And I'll be honest, that's why I love the car, because it brings out the kid in me. But I enjoy driving it. I enjoy looking at it for me. And the problem with these people that join programs and tell everybody about it and shout on social media and, like I said, the people in these estates, etc., is that they're not actually looking to truly achieve something because they haven't understood what it takes to achieve something, at least when it comes to transformation. Because I know very well, you guys are probably going to be sat there going, oh, hang on a minute, Moisey. If they're living on an affluent estate, they've probably fucking achieved something. But A inheritance <laughs> that's argument number one and b you'll be amazed how many people achieve from a business perspective and are incredibly on it when it comes to money but when it comes to actually applying themselves with a work ethic perspective when it comes to transformation etc and consistency they want it handed to them with money comes a certain amount of responsibility and not just responsibility in terms of and paying bills etc what i mean by that is with money comes a certain amount of responsibility to not allow it to change you but the problem is with these clients that i was potentially going to be handed is that they don't want to take on the work that comes with actually transforming and actually achieving their goal they just want to be enabled they just want someone to pat them on the back and again this is a very tarring them all with the same brush kind of approach or podcast, whatever you want to call it. But from experience, I've come across so many of these people and they are demoralizing to coach. They're difficult to coach because they don't actually want to change. And there's a simple test, which I encourage you to do, and you probably did do it, to be honest, if you're listening to this and you're on your journey, you might be out for a walk right now, for example. You don't have to post it on Facebook, just to clarify. <laughs> but the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change. Because the pain of changing something in your life is really difficult. And that comes from someone that has changed a lot in their life. Taken some of the most radical changes in my life. Not just from a physical perspective, but also from a life perspective. Changing 
large elements of your life or at least the way that you live it is fucking difficult and it's fucking difficult to do it and stick to it and it's even more fucking difficult to do it stick to it and then continue to stick to it but it's worth it through what you achieve but also it's necessary but the problem is a lot of people sign up to programs on a whim they sign up to programs because they felt like it at the time They see an advert, they fall for marketing, and they go, sign up, thank you, sign up, sign up, and they click the button. But the problem is they did it on a whim, but when actually they settle and they think about things further, as I said, the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change. And potentially in that brief moment, it was. But when the dust settles, the pain of staying the same isn't greater than the pain of change. And they look at what they have to do They look at the work they have to put in, the consistency they have to apply, and they go, no, I'm not up for that right now. The thing that often frustrates me is that people don't often, that people aren't often honest with themselves early enough on to really go, am I ready for this? Is it something I want to do? Because transformation is difficult. The consistency part is the most difficult part. You've got to make these changes and you've got to want to make them. You've got to correlate who I was facilitated the person I became. And so you have to create this relationship with, I don't want to do those things, even though in the moment or in the intricacy of them, I enjoyed those things. I don't want to keep doing them because I don't like the person I became. You could argue it's a bit like, I don't know, cheating on your partner, for example. Like, I can imagine in the moment, the sex is fucking awesome. And you're not thinking about the grander scheme of things. You're enjoying the individual behavior. Case in point, binging, for example, or overconsumption. You're enjoying that individual moment of, I'm enjoying the flavor of this. But when the dust settles and it all comes out in the wash, you're still fucking your relationship. And you're still fucking your diet. You're still fucking with your body and you're going to pay the consequences for it. So the reason why... It's so important for the pain of staying the same to be greater than the pain of change is you've genuinely got to want to become a different person. You've genuinely got to want to change yourself. So the most important thing that I can say to all of you listening right now is to make sure that you understand that you can't do what you've always done and get a different approach. You will get what you've always got. Elements of your life led to you becoming the person or becoming the person you were or the person you are now if you're at the beginning of your journey. You can't be someone different acting like the same person you were. It doesn't work that way. And trust me, like I said, take that from a person that's not just transformed physically, but also has become a very, very different person in the last seven years. You have to surrender old behaviors. You have to understand that there's going to be speed humps. There's going to be moments where old behaviors and old thought processes old habits even rear their ugly heads but you've got to be committed to changing the person you were no amount of being enabled no amount of kind of making out that you're doing what you actually need to do is going to achieve what you want to achieve there isn't a case of fake it till you make it because you're never going to make it And I suppose to close out this podcast, and I didn't know if I was going to talk about it, but fuck it, I'm going to. I used to be a member of a Facebook group, which was an amazing group of people. 
inspiring group of people in their individual ways. Beautiful personalities, the most caring people, some of the most caring people I've ever met. But sometimes that can be a group's downfall. Because in this group, which I eventually was kicked out of because the admin person didn't agree with a post that I put up. Uh, Not even in the group either. It was just on my main Facebook page. It was a difference of opinion. And that difference of opinion led to me being removed without warning from the group, which was a little bit excessive considering the fact that they supported a lot of what I was doing. They agreed with a lot of what I was doing. But anyway, I guess it's a moot point now. We're talking a few years ago. And what ends up happening in these groups is a lot of enablement. People do things, they make temporary changes, they post on Facebook saying about the things they're going to do or the things they've done in the short term, and they're enabled. Be it in a case of going, oh my God, that's amazing, you're inspiring, or in the case of if they don't succeed, they post and they get enabled in the sense of it's okay, don't worry about it, tomorrow's another day, etc., now, I'm not saying to not give a shit. I'm not saying to not care. I'm not saying to you know to not be sympathetic or empathetic. But the problem is when that happens once or twice, it can sometimes be supportive. It can be beneficial without question. You know, I run multiple Facebook groups and it happens. People have bad days. People have hiccups, etc. But the problem is when you get the same person over and over again falling off the wagon, The same person constantly recommitting to different approaches or the same approach over and over and over again is never successful. The thing that slips through the cracks with these groups and where they become negative as opposed to positive is you end up with just a lot of yes men. A lot of people going, it's okay, they're there, you'll be okay. And nothing changes. And the problem is, as a society, we've become incredibly strong with speaking our minds on certain things, which is awesome, racism, uh, LGBTQ, etc. Um, these kind of topics, the big topics. But the problem is we haven't become particularly comfortable with calling people out. We haven't become comfortable with saying the difficult thing by commenting, going, hi, yeah, I've seen that you've posted three times uh, in the last three weeks with applying different things. Maybe you should try looking for some additional help or discussing your issues further because it's quite clear that, you know, you keep having these false starts. Now, granted, we're talking in the realms of a fucking Facebook group here. We're talking in the the minute intricacies of, you know, an admin in a Facebook group. You know, you could argue it's just a group and the members themselves are just the people that contribute. So maybe there isn't that support network there. But my argument to that one is, isn't that what the group is about? A support network? And being supportive isn't about being an arsehole. You can be supportive without calling someone out in a rude way. But you can also be supportive without just enabling someone by going, it's okay, tomorrow's a new day. There's a fine balance between pissing someone off and supporting them. And the problem is people are scared to dabble with that line, scared to kind of put their hands up and go, I'm calling you out a little bit here because I keep seeing these posts coming up saying you're going to do shit and nothing changes. You know, you're heavier now than you were at the beginning. Something needs to change. You're clearly not helping yourself. And again, 
And the reason I come back to this is because the whole point of these groups is support. Weight Watchers, Slimming World, etc. are also guilty of the same thing. Oh, you've lost a pound. Yeah, but hang on a second. That's the same pound you lost two weeks ago. And two weeks before that. And two weeks before that. You're just gaining, losing, gaining, losing. Something needs to change here. And this is why sometimes I piss off my clients when I call them out. And I go, yeah, this, well done for your result this week. You know, two pounds is a great loss without question. But you do realize that's two pounds which is the two pounds that you gained last week. So in actual fact, it's it's brilliant. It's a step forwards. And this is why I focus more on what someone's doing as opposed to the result that they achieve. Focus more on their consistency, I suppose I should have said there, rather than just their what. Because it's very easy to do something in a moment. What's difficult is sticking to something. And so if anybody is listening from this group, this is not an attack. This is my advice to you to say, focus on someone's consistency. Because whether it's fat loss, whether it's business, whether it's changing your life, etc., nothing happens overnight. One Facebook post, one moment of typing, snapping, videoing, and clicking post is not going to do anything. <clears throat> focus on creating adherence, creating support, through encouraging consistency. I spoke about this recently in a, uh, a Facebook video that I did when I spoke about um, Seaspiracy and these Netflix documentaries. And I basically spoke about if you want to change the world and if you want to make a difference, focus small. Because if you cut out eating fish, for example, for two weeks, congratulations, you've cut out 14 meals of fish if you just have it for dinner, for example. But if you have one night per week which you dedicate and you commit to removing fish, then what's going to end up happening? And I mean, you did eat fish previously, by the way. You know, it's very easy to just not eat fish for dinner. <laughs> it's got to be something you did previously. If you commit to one night a week, you're going to end up doing 52 weeks of doing it. Therefore, there's going to be 52 nights, 52 meals that you cut out fish as opposed to the 14. Because A... Cutting out fish completely or cutting out these things completely is very aggressive and is very difficult to stick to. But one day per week is not difficult to stick to. So my encouragement going forwards is to make sure that you focus on being consistent, to make sure you reward consistency, to support people, but support them with keeping them going on the journey by calling them out if they're being too aggressive with their changes by learning what doesn't work. Because if I had a pound for every client that I said to rein it the fuck in, in terms of going too aggressive with their deficit, going too aggressive with their changes, you know, saying, oh yeah, man, I've run every single day this week. Yeah, instead of encouraging that behavior, I do the complete opposite. I encourage them to rein it in. This is why the word sustainable or sustainably comes up in my coaching probably more than the phrase calorie deficit because... <laughs> If you apply something you can actually fucking stick to, you'll achieve. If all you ever do is intensity, you never will. And if you're lucky enough to achieve because you're just a fucking ruthlessly bloody-minded fucking, what's the word? Stubborn <laughs> motherfucker, then you'll stick to it. But then you won't have fixed any behaviors because all you did was go fucking ham, go aggressive. And there's a time and a place for it, but... 
when it comes to sustainable changes and actually losing it, keeping it off and achieving something and keeping the achievement, it doesn't come from just one intensity. As Lewis Hamilton would say, you can't win a Formula One championship with one race. It's consistency over the course of the year. So, hopefully, you've taken something away from this podcast. Don't be the person that enables. Don't be an enabler. And make sure going forwards that you understand what's involved when it comes to changing your life. You understand that it's a series of small actions applied consistently over time as opposed to wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I'm changing everything about my life. Don't be one of those people that just shouts about what they do and doesn't follow through with it. Focus on being someone that just quietly succeeds, just gets their head down and gets on with it. Because to end with... I guess an analogy which is very true to life with our lives. Every dinner time we sit down with the three triplets and Penny, Polly and William will have the same size portion. And they'll be sitting there and they'll be eating. And then Penny, for example, will, you know, you'll we'll be pausing here or there and I'll say to her, eat and she'll be like, I am eating. Look how much I'm eating, Daddy, look how much I'm eating. Meanwhile, William is across the way, not saying a word, and he's just getting on with it. Who do you think finishes their dinner first? The one who's shouting about how much they're eating? Or the one who's just fucking getting on with it? So, maybe there's a lesson in my kids eating their dinner that you guys can take something away from. And as always, I appreciate your time. Thank you for giving up 35 minutes pretty much of your life to listen to my voice. Hopefully you take something away from this. Hopefully you take something away with regards to how you support other people but also take something away with regards to your own transformation. Don't sing and fucking shout about it, okay? If it helps from an accountability perspective, awesome. If it helps stop the rot, awesome. But focus on applying consistently and quietly and you'll see success. When it comes to supporting other people, don't be afraid to call people out. Don't be afraid to speak the truth. Honesty is the best policy. And trust me as a man that didn't used to follow that, not analogy didn't used to follow that mantra it really is true folks thanks for your time if you enjoy the podcast leave a review on itunes and i will see you on the next one toodles